Welcome to Bible Chicks, women who are normally just as is, but we're at our supernatural best when we choose to read, believe, and live out God's Word, whatever's going on in our lives. So get ready to laugh with us and be blessed as you hear our unique stories and inspiring music. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be good. Reading, believing, living His Word. Praying, never receiving all the truth that we've heard. Loving and growing and hoping our faith is showing. Don't you know we're Bible chicks? Hi, I'm Carol Brewer, and welcome to another Bible Chicks show. Today's special guest is Diane Gardner. You know, she served as a pastor, a Bible school professor, and chaplain. She's known as the Grace Expert. Diane has authored two books, fabulous books, Overcoming the Enemy's Storms and Increase Your Capacity to Hear from God. Diane and I both have experienced a new life in Christ. And before I welcome Diane to the show, I'd like to sing for you my song, New Life. Again, welcome to Bible Chicks. Beginning, a fresh new start, another chance to change my heart. I'm a new creation, born of God, filled with His Spirit and love. New life, a new life. I've given Him my heart, and He's given to me a new life. Past is past and I'm moving on to a new life Another trial and there's more pain But Jesus is walking me through it again His yoke is easy, His burden light And I'm walking by faith, not by sight Into life, a new life I've given Him my heart And He's given to me A new life The past is past and I'm moving on Through His eyes I clearly I'm moving on Well, the past 
prayer for you is that you've found the new life that Jesus Christ offers us. It's that new beginning, a fresh new start. My guest today, Diane Gardner, has found that. And you know, I love that God is a God of second chances and fresh starts over and over again. And she's going to be sharing part of her story from her incredible books. Welcome, Diane Gardner. Thank you, Carol. I'm just so excited about being here today. Yes, yes, you are a super Bible chick. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know, we we have been so blessed to know each other through Christian Women in Media Association, and we've uh, roomed together, we've shared time together uh, over the years and in Southern California and Dallas and around. Now you're here in my area, Sacramento, and we've been so blessed to have a great visit. We're going to share about... Um, your seminar. I want to talk about that first. You you do many seminars, but this one is called Beautiful Women of God. And um, it starts off, I was looking at the website, your wonderful website there, and you had the meaning of three roses, and there was the logo of Beautiful Women of God and the symbol there of the ministry. Could you just talk about the three roses? Yes. Um, uh, beautifulwomenofgod.org is the website, and I wanted people to see what God wanted to do through us and what He revealed to me that my logo would be three roses, a bud that was completely closed, one that was half open, and one that was full open. And He said, these three roses represent what I do for women. They come to me closed, full of pain, full of mistrust, and they don't know even that they can trust me. And I begin to work on them, and then they begin to open up, and then they eventually come to a full bloom with the full purpose in their lives, and I fragrance them with heaven's scent. Mm, I love it. I love it. And of course, roses are so beautiful, and we all love flowers so much. And it's a, it's a wonderful imagery. And you and I have both experienced that closed bud and that just little partial opening. But even in a tough time, maybe maybe spring starts to come and the little bud opens up a little bit, but then another winter storm hits and it's just kind of hanging in there. It may <laughs> hanging on. Uh, so it, it's quite a process to become a full bloom, isn't it? And we have to become full bloom in each area individually. And what are those areas? Well, spiritually, as we feed on His Word, which... Bible chicks do. Yes, we do. (laughs) Feed on God's word, memorize it and meditate on it. Then uh, spiritually we become from that closed place to uh, full maturity. And then uh, emotionally we can have all these different emotions and I could learn to begin to trust God financially or begin to trust God with my health or begin to trust God with my children. And uh, But each one has to be done intentionally. I can't just think, okay, now I'm mature because you could see people that are mature in one area and then you see another area where they're very immature. Mm -hmm. So we have to mature in each uh, test and each trial and each area. We accept the grace and we begin to mature in each area individually. 
We have. You know, you accessed God's grace when uh, your son went to prison, and then you had a second son with a head injury, and then your granddaughter almost died at birth. And you tell about that in your story, in your book, um, Overcoming the Enemy's Storms. You tell about that. And how does that tie in? Uh, that came a little bit later, didn't after your beautiful Women of God seminars. Yes, and that add, added actually more depth of under as you thought about that, as you re- researched and and put your incredible story down into the book. That probably added even a much greater dimension to your seminar, beautiful yeah, Women of God. Exactly. And so, how does that all tie together? Tell us a little bit about how you were able to overcome. Life storms. Well, understanding that the grace of God can be accessed on purpose and we can intentionally access the, His grace instead of just throwing up a prayer and hoping something happens. And that's why when we know the Word and we can see how God operated in the Word and brought His grace to the most terrible situations, that I learned to access His grace instantly. For by grace are you saved through faith. We use that for salvation. But it means saved from anything. The word saved, sozo, is whole. So by grace, I become whole from from anything that I need to be whole from, Mm W-H-O-L-E. And and how do I do that? By faith. So I, instead of whining, self-pity, and oh, woe is me, and why did this happen to me? And I was asked at at an interview, did you ask, why did this happen to me? And I said, no, because human nature is human nature nature and I'm not responsible for somebody else's actions. And I also learned through my growth and through uh, understanding how to become a beautiful woman of God, I also learned that I can purposefully access his grace by just saying, Lord, I'm choosing your will and your word in this situation. And it's kind of reversing your buttons. I know I used to say a prayer when I became a new Christian. I say, Lord, please disconnect my buttons. <laughs> because <laughs> one person would say A, and then I just instantly do B, you know, right. just response. And so as we're in the word, then our buttons get rewired to new response buttons. It's not that instant, you know, the anger, the, all of that instantaneous frustration and all those things. I love your word response Mm -hmm. because I grew up reacting. Me too. And then as I got into the word and I began to want to follow God's will, I found out I needed to respond, respond out of the word. And I even started learning to say, in this situation, my emotions do not get a vote. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's. I was, I was like a nuclear reactor. <laughs> I just would, wow. Um, and we, I would explode, you know, because I didn't have God's word in my heart. I didn't, I wasn't offering, didn't have that resource, didn't have it hidden in, in my heart. And so that's what you and I are both overcomers in that sense and learning to respond. It's a choice, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Something terrible happens. Boom. So we and I've learned the more mature, the more I come to that full bloom rose, mm-hmm. the quicker I am to use God's word and God's grace and not give myself a chance to lose it, as they say, or, yes. or get get crazy for a while. Well, and I I'm I have to confess, I still lose it and go crazy for a while. But I just love that God understands that He forgives me. But when I actually can take a deep breath and draw on His presence, yes. Amidst your the enemy's storms, because right. it is from the enemy, absolutely. Yeah. 
And so, the and so tell we me. we do that, that it shows our maturity. It does. And mm-hmm. it brings honor to God. Mm-hmm. And people around us can see, whoa, what, what's the difference? How so did you God do that? So God has taught me to, um, I do Beautiful Women of God retreats for business women. And he said, even though they're business women and they may be very successful, where are they spiritually and emotionally? And that's where the presence of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God can train them to become more beautiful women of God. Yes. And God gave me a vision in 1985, and I saw all these women, and they were tattered and torn and emotionally spent. And as I spoke his word, it went into their hearts, their countenance began to change. And then he sent all these people that helped them in different areas to mature and to become better at who they are. And when they left, they looked beautiful. They were dressed beautiful. They were excited. They had peace on their face. And he said, this day, I have made them to become beautiful women of God. And that's a timeless vision that you had because it certainly hasn't changed today. And it's such an incredible uh, blessing to know that you've been sharing this message with generationally, yes. you know, over over the decades. When I do my continue. seminars, mm-hmm. I also do young, beautiful women of God. So while go. the, while the moms are meeting and the aunts and grandmothers, I have young ladies learning from twelve to seventeen how to approach life this way. And I would tell them, stand in the mirror and say, I'm a beautiful woman of God. So then you don't need a young man to come along and say it and sway you. Well, would you read for us or share with us your beautiful woman of God confession? These are the scriptures that God used to heal my self-esteem. And they're mostly from the Amplified Bible, Proverbs 10, 31, verse 10, and so on. I am a capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman. I am far more precious than jewels, and my value is far above rubies and pearls. Strength and dignity are my clothing, and my position is strong and secure. I open my mouth with skillful and godly wisdom. The bread of idleness, discontent, Gossip and self-pity I will not eat. The beauty of the world is vain, but my beauty comes from reverently fearing the Lord. Each day I will focus on the present, knowing that God's grace is sufficient for every task. I surrender all disappointments, fears, and misunderstandings to the Lord, forgetting those things which are behind and laying aside every sin and weight that easily entangles me. I press on to the high prize of being a woman of God. I am strong in you, Lord, and in the power of your might. God, you are my father, and I am your precious daughter. Jesus, you're my bridegroom, and I am your beautiful bride. I am created in your image. I'm a picture of your love. I am a beautiful woman of God. Yes, you are, Diane, and thanks for sharing that beautiful statement of faith with us. We're going to be right back after a quick break with Diane Gardner. Attention event planners, Carol Brewer brings both the message and the music as she presents the King and I Women's Retreat. You'll deepen your walk with Jesus as you discover the heart-healing truths that establish your real identity as an heiress in His kingdom. Be refreshed and reassured in His presence and delight in singing His praises. Carol works closely with each event planner, ensuring a successful, life-transforming weekend away. Learn more at BibleChicks.com. Reading, believing, living His Word, don't you know? 
back. I'm Carol Brewer, and my blessing today is to interview Diane Gardner. You know, I know Diane to be a woman of wisdom, and she's very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. She has learned to apply God's Word under life's extreme pressures. And Diane has written a beautiful book called Increase Your Capacity to Hear from God. Diane, tell us about your new book. Well, I'm so excited about my new book, and there are so many exciting, wonderful, and quality books out there on hearing the voice of the Lord, and I've read many of them myself and been uh, uh, and grown with them, but I think you should read mine first, because mine says, increase your capacity to hear from God, and what is it that's getting in the way of us hearing from God? Many times, it's our presumptions, the things we presume is truth that's actually not truth. It's just our own personal thoughts or our own personal preferences. Yeah, our truth, right, is not particularly God, is not God's truth. It's the God's truth is from His Word. Yes. Yes, it is. Psalm 19 says to us, um, let not presumption have dominion over me, and then I will be free from the great transgression. Then it goes on to say the end of that is let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. Presumption is something that's way in the back of our thinking and we are meditating on it. And many times we don't even realize that's what we're thinking until truth shows up and it's different than what we thought. And we find ourselves saying, but I thought, and that's what we can recognize. I'm in presumption. Yeah. Well, and, you know, transgression's a, a big sort of a Christianese and fancy word, you know, from the Old Testament and New Testament, meaning sin. It's just, <laughs> we just blow it big time, Missed don't we? Mark. We do. And and so it you're actually, saying... transgression, the core of it is one step too far. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And I think that... Um, you were saying that by presuming certain things, even it, and we do this out of habit. It's it's a mindset. It's how we think, or it's our uh, maybe we were raised thinking a certain way, and that can supersede the actual truth. And and we're not listening, as you say here, the capacity to hear from God. God, what is your truth? So tell us, how did you come to know this truth? Well, I went to a meeting in 1979, and I heard a minister preach on Naaman and how he presumed out of 2 Kings 5. And he he started off in faith. He was full of faith. And then on his way to get his miracle, he added to his faith. And he began to think how it was going to happen, where it was going to happen, and, and all the details. So when we add the details to God's truth, now we've presumed. We may still be in faith, but we've put our presumption in front of the faith. And when I heard it, I realized that's how I lead my whole life. And I realized that I was offended with God, offended with other people, and even offended with myself because of things that I thought surely I should have done or they should have done or God should have done. Right. We just want to help God, don't we? We just want to add something to His Word, you know, just embellish it a little bit more in our own wisdom. Oh, we oh, come up with good plans. Oh, we do. We do. And we can sure mess it up big time, can't we, trying to do that? I loved your uh, in example of the glass Oh, yeah. the Would you give that example I to sure us, please? Will. Um, a glass is a container, and it holds something. And so if you have that glass uh, half full of water, then it has a capacity, of course, to uh, for you to pour in the other half. Well, God 
can pour in truth for whatever space we give him. So if my life is half full of presumptions or two-thirds full of I think God is like this and I think it should happen this way or how it should happen or when it should happen, then I've only given God that much room to work with and I and he will not pour out or empty a space he didn't fill. So if I filled it with those thoughts, I got to let those thoughts go. And the Holy Spirit's job, he always does his job. He will reveal to me where I'm presuming. I have to choose then to not be right in my own eyes. I put this in the book because this was the key that God told me. This will help you stay out of deception. And that is to love God, love his word, and love truth more than I love being right in my own eyes and having my own way. Mm-hmm. Right. We really need to empty ourselves of us and be filled with him to be effective, to be to be able to glorify him right we really yeah. do and it's one thought at a time mm-hmm. I, I wish i could say okay i'm getting rid of all presumption just vacuum it out of my life but it doesn't work that way because i don't recognize my presumption until i have a thought about something and then i realize that thought's not true what what are some uh, similar words to presumption so assumption okay assuming something we presume that it's going to be a certain way i used to teach uh, before i started coining the word presumption i used to talk about about realistic and unrealistic expectations. Mm. So our presumptions are our unrealistic expectations. They're not based on the foundation of truth and faith. It's based on what we would like or our personal preferences. Yes, very good. You also do a great seminar called Whatever Comes, I Overcome. And you train, you coach, you counsel, you have retreats and online personal sessions. You have learned uh, to defeat shame, guilt, fear, presumption. That's what I I see in you, Diane. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about that. How do you strategize with your audience? Well, I share with them to take the worst case scenario, whatever trial they're facing, something that that um, they see is maybe even coming up, to look at the worst case scenario that could happen and then say, so what? Even if worst case scenario happens, I'm an overcomer. I have everything I need to be an overcomer. Grace, faith, truth, the word. The Holy Spirit. So I'm overcomer. So whatever comes, I overcome. And so e- even though I faced many trials with my family and and uh, in ministry, and uh, I could look at it and say that cannot defeat me. And and overcoming means that we have the we're victorious. We have the victory. We're not you know in staying in the pit. That right. God reaches down with His hand, to, and we near, he, he does it all. We just take hold of His hand, and He will lift us out of that pit, that sorrow, that depth of pain that we're going through. He will lift us, and that's how we become that new life, That have that new life become a new creation, the new beginning, the fresh start that yes. He gives us. Yes. And One I, of my favorite scriptures is Revelations twelve eleven, and I overcome. By the blood of the Lamb, the most powerful agent in heaven and earth is the blood of Jesus. That is the price of our redemption. Mm -hmm. If it can redeem the whole world from sin, then it can uh, help me in this situation. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. And the testimony is what the blood has done for me. 
Diane, will you just take a minute here to pray for us that we can all be overcomers? Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, and causing him to be our savior, our victor, and bringing life through the shed blood of Christ. And Lord, I'm asking that you would expose our presumptions to us so that we cannot be stuck any longer and move forward. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak life and wholeness, and I thank God that you are being filled with truth from listening to this broadcast today. Truth is prevailing in your life, and you're letting go of the presumptions. And Lord, I thank you for blessing them with peace, love, and joy, and the fragrance of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Diane Gardner, for being such a blessing to us today. Our listeners are going to want to get those two fabulous books that you've written. We can go to Amazon.com to find them there. We can also find them at your website, Beautiful Women of God, that your books are Overcoming the Enemy Storms and Increase Your Capacity to Hear from God. Thank you again, Diane Gardner. It's been a blessing to be with you. you. Thank you, Carol. You know, in Acts 2, it says, The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Are you answering His call today? Are you considering yourself a child of the promise? I praise the Lord for all His mercy. I praise Him for all that I praise Him for His unfailing love, for His faithfulness to me. I rejoice to know of His presence. I rejoice to know that He has set me free. I rejoice to know of His greatest gift, of His promises to Oh, I am a child of the promise An offspring of Abraham An heir with Christ, my Savior He's the King of who I am Yes, and I am a new creation Let me shine the light of my Jesus Christ So they will join me and say Oh, I am a child of the promise An offspring of Abraham An heir with Christ, my Savior He's the King of who Yes, and I am a new creation. 
chance to listen to this show and all of our other great guests at BibleChicks.com. And you know, if you're in planning a women's event, you can also find out about my events at BibleChicks.com. Please like us on Facebook at Bible Chicks with Carol. And always remember that in Him, we live, move, and have our being. Have a great day. Reading, believing, living is Word. Praying, never receiving all the truth that we 